Then the phone rang. And like the switchman in a railroad yard, it redirected my life. First I'm going north, now I'm going east. I lifted the receiver. Liam Taggart, investigations. Liam, it's Janie. The call I didn't expect. I sat there staring at the phone. It's Janie. Your cousin Janie, the cute one. Holy mother of God, Liam, have you lost your senses? Do you not remember your own family? I winced. Janie was one of a dozen cousins I had back in Northern Ireland, a clan I hadn't seen since the late 90s. She was 17 then, a lively little dark-haired Colleen. Deep expressive eyes, little turned-up Irish nose, full of spunk. Her voice brought back old memories. Memories I had locked away 16 years ago. I'm sorry, Janie, it's just that your call took me by surprise. How's everyone back in the north? Uncle Fergus died last night. My heart sank and I swallowed hard. I feared this day would come, and I knew I'd better make amends before it did. But I hadn't. Damn the call I didn't want. Fergus and I, we should have never left it like this. We had unfinished sentences, incomplete paragraphs. I could have gone to see him. We could have raised a pint, cleared the air, restored our relationship. Hell, it might have been as easy as a damn telephone call. We'd shared too much to let it end like this. Now he's gone and it's too late. No longer locked away. Memories flipped through my mind like pages of a photo album. A smiling Fergus Taggart. My father's brother and a giant of a man. Me, riding on his massive shoulders. Us, fishing in a wooden boat on the Loch Ness. Me, sound asleep in a booth at McFlaherty's public house, my head upon his lap. Him, slipping a fifty-pound note into my jacket pocket the day I left for America. And the pure joy of Aunt Deirdre's Sunday night dinners. Who was it that said hours pass slowly but years fly by? It was just sixteen years ago that Fergus said the last words he'd ever speak to me. I don't think you and I have anything more to say to each other, Liam. You best be off now. They were never supposed to be the last words. They were just words to end the day, maybe the week. There would always be time to make amends, to find other words. Did Uncle Fergus believe those would be the last words, or was he, like me, waiting for the inevitable reconciliation? I guess I'll never know. I'm sorry to hear that, Janie. Truly, I am. That's such sad news. How long had he been ill? The funeral's Thursday. We'll talk about it when you get here. Please come. I took a deep breath. Three days. Oh, I don't know, Janie. I'm scheduled to mass is at St. Michael's in Antrim. Thursday morning at eleven. The family needs you. Uncle Fergus needs you. I furrowed my forehead at the odd remark. There would surely be no loving summons for my estranged Irish family, and Fergus wouldn't know one way or the other. I nodded to the phone. I'll see what I can do. I'll have to get back to you.
Catherine met me at the front door with her finger on her lips. Shh, the baby's sleeping. She gave me a kiss. What are you doing home so early? Are you feeling okay? I nodded, hung my coat on the rack, and went straight to the kitchen for a cup of coffee. I got a call from a cousin in Northern Ireland, I said over my shoulder. My uncle Fergus died. They want me to come to Antrim for the funeral. Oh, I'm sorry, Catherine said. Was he sick? I don't know. I asked Janie and she gave me a cryptic answer. We'd talk about it when I got there. I mean, if he died of a heart attack, wouldn't you tell me? I would think so. That's a strange answer. You and your uncle were very close at one time, weren't you? Close? At a critical time in my life, Fergus...